Dirk's in the fourth row coming back at you. The voice that you heard in the opening is my dog, as always. Coming off of Laura's and Ross's wedding weekend, dog, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. We, again, we're coming off of Laura, our sister, and now our brother-in-law, Ross's wedding, which our family came out in full force. So we're, we're definitely still on high from that. I mean, it was just not only weather-wise an awesome weekend, but again, we all, we all just had to like that. That was a real party. Yeah, like, for sure. For sure. I think I'm finally caught up on my sleep. My feet are still hurting a little bit from the dance floor, but man, we left it all out there and every, everything. I mean, it couldn't have gone better. Like it was supposed to rain, didn't rain. And then just, I mean, just the only thing that could have been better is if Ross's, you know, parents and family were able to make it, but we'll party with them out in England, sure enough. So we had a great Absolutely. time. Absolutely. No, it's an excuse to further celebrate them down the line and go across the pond of to uh, celebrate ourselves. So. Anyways, congratulations uh, to them again, and uh, it was just an awesome time. Yeah. But coming back off of that, I know we have a ton of energy, and the the topic that we're introducing today is kind of just one that we we came off of, you know, just just off the top of our heads, and it's going to be we're going to try to define what uh, a cult following within uh, uh, either a film or a movie is, right? Or, 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 t- film, or TV movie or shows. Show. Yeah. Excuse me. So a lot of the stuff that I looked at kind of went around TV shows because I think that that's, uh, I don't know, mainly what we've been watching recently. I think on our last podcast we say the movies are just kind of still not coming out in full force yet. So I think we've been watching a lot of TV shows. And when you talk with people, you kind of figure out, you know, what's po- like mainstream popular versus what are, what you're watching or what someone else is watching that's just kind of like, oh, no, I've never watched that. Or that's that's something that maybe has a cult following that, you know, we're not we're not combining on here. So I think I mean, as we always start with the jerks, we, we go we look to the Internet, we look to the dictionary, Wikipedia uh, to see what a cult following is. In this case, it's a very short definition. It says a cult following is either a it's a piece of media usually generated to a piece of media, whether that's art that's you know a tv show a book a film that has a very small but dedicated fan base mm. see all right well uh, we're gonna have some uh, some disagreements i mean that's not the uh, the uh, definition that i'm really going on okay with, well give but... me your definition i just looked it up on wikipedia no i mean so a cult following and <clears throat> so there, i think there's a few things we need to break down here like there's a cult following in like uh, um, in, in Hollywood, so like there could be, but I think that's different than a, a, what a cult film is, rather than what um, you know. Again, what a, what a niche cult film is, or like a niche cult film. All right, well, so, well, let's let's break this down. Let's let's go ahead. Give me the so, give so me the off difference. the top. What I what I always thought. What I it's in the name right there. That it, it's culture. So there's culture to whatever. If there's a cult following, there's a cultural following to something. So something as big as so where I'm going to disagree with that definition is the is the size. You said it's it's at a small following. Where I think like the Marvel, uh, there's a Marvel cult. There's a Star Wars cult. There's a Star Trek cult. I think that these are some of the most prominent in the in the realm that we're talking. Um, I don't want to go into music because there's also like. There's like dead heads and fish heads. There's all these like Slipknot folks. Like so, we're in says we're 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 the small niche like the niche cult followings are like the insane clown posse's uh, for, well, well, as a metaphor. But but sure. So I mean, small I guess is a relative term when it comes to like movies and shows. I mean, things that were produced and made so that millions could watch it. I mean, if if in the let's just say in the U.S. there's 350 million give or take people. If only a million people are watching a particular show, it's successful, but it's also that is a small sub like a small subset of, of Americans that are that are watching a particular show. So I mean I you know what well, I guess what, it's, I think it's how you measure success. So like we were talking beforehand, like I'm a huge always sunny in Philadelphia fan and there's some culture like especially on the internet to it, but I don't think, I don't think I'd consider it a cult following. What I would consider like a cult following again is the, you know, the the Star Trek and the 
the Star Wars, like the, the those are like true cult followings. Like they dress up a lot. They'll, they'll wait outside um, for the you know of the movie theater overnight to get tickets firsthand. Like people are are really intense about okay. Star Wars, and I think that's so. So essentially, what I'm saying here is that, uh, that to have a, a a cult following is essentially just a subculture within within movies or within cinema or, or TV. Okay, and it sounds like the dedication part is ringing true with you too. Like this is something that- Yeah, dedication, dedication's an essential part of it. Or it, it, yeah, dedication, but also I think it's like, I think it's the, uh, the, the, the cultural aspect of like, there needs to be like a, uh, some sort of interaction between people ab- about it, like so, like it, uh, like the the dressing up the conventions. Okay, so so I I would say you and I are both Star Wars fans. Like I had it, I would just, right. but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that we're a, we're part of that cult following. Then the way that you're defining it, right? So, but right. so I think that there still is for as as good as Star Trek and Star Wars do. If I think if or I think if you ask fifty fans, you might find one of them that would have actually gone to like a, a Comic Con or dressed up and waited in the theater, right? Like so, that's the small subset that I'm talking about, the small fan base that I'm talking about. That is that cult following. I'm I'm talking that the following isn't necessarily everyone who likes the movie. It's it's the small group of fans who are really dedicated. To that, and I think there's a certain brand or there's a certain type of show, movie, whatever that attracts that type of you know fandom. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and as I was saying before, the culture around it, I think, has something to do with it. But I, but <clears throat> as I, I prefaced before, there, I think there's a difference between that what you just lined out, and then like what is known as a cult film. So I think like cult films are like uh, are are firstly like poorly received or you know they are taken as seriously like a movie like dune or army of darkness or or kind of like the whole horror genre in general um there there's this there's this cult following and in we touched on it on our halloween episode but people love to dress up and there's there's a definitely a, a culture of people who love to discuss horror movies or but also but what my 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 point was that the fact that they weren't necessarily well received at first, but then over time they gained this this cult following. And, and I think like a cult movie is is not necessarily like this widespread culture or um, or, or necessarily uh, it, it's like a niche thing. It's it, it's yeah. the room that so, the disaster artist was made after. It was you know as I said, Dune or. Um, or uh, you know, just movies that weren't necessarily, or uh, or shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people like over time that really grew to love random stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, but, yeah, I, I get you. I get. I hear what you're saying. So does. Uh, so then, do you think that those cult followers? So so let's use Buffy for an example. I don't. I'm not sure if that is cult, but. Because uh, I think it eventually got so popular, but was is that something that you know, if someone who was watching the first and second seasons, and then someone you know hopped on the third, because Buffy got pretty, pretty popular towards the end. Sarah Michelle Gellar, you know, launched her career off of that. Sure. Do you think but that there's, there's like, like these hardcore fans um, who still watch rewatch it to this day? I remember when I was in Asheville, there was a. A, a place that would show Buffy every Thursday, and people would show up for it. <laughs> they would go through the seasons, and it was just. I, I it, there's a few shows out there like that. Um, that I, it's not necessarily because they're so good, but it, I think it's there's some nostalgia surrounding it, but also uh, just I, I think people embrace the goofiness of it sometimes as well. So I think that there's some something about this that I. Th- feel like people feel like they're part of like a when you're saying the, a culture they're part of like this unique um you know subset of people that they identify with they they find that they're both in a community but there's a there's an element of uniqueness to them so i feel like when some of these things like a buffy um like a, i don't know an office for instance uh, and we can get into whether the office was originally a cult or not 
that I, I feel like once it goes popular, I feel like th then that that group, that subset, pro doesn't like it. Buffy's kind of a, a good example, and I never thought we'd be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but because it started off as cult, then it went mainstream. If you ask me, it was mainstream for you know the up and through the the finale, and now we now we're in this rewatching culture where I think it's back to a cult uh, following again because or a cult show. Because people now are going back and like the true fans are going back and getting that nostalgia out of it. But only the ones who are really, really, really into the show, not the ones who are part of its popular wave. So I mentioned just before, uh, I also mentioned Dune and Army of Darkness. So in, And I think I'd probably be like one of those goofy guys about the fifth element. Like, yeah. why do you think there are certain, it's all about nostalgia probably, but like, why do you think movies like those three have these kind of like, like really like people will tell you like that is a great movie Be like oh you haven't seen Dune like, because that's I a think classic. I think with at least those two movies the first reception or the first I'd I put Cable Guy in this in this breath too I think the first reaction was by the public by the you know critics or whoever that, those days was this movie sucked. And then I think a, a, that subsuit of people say, wait a minute, wait a minute, watch this again. Watch this. this movie does not suck. Here's a bunch of quotable lines. Here's a bunch of reasons why we love this movie. And they're going, uh, there's, there's, a, there's something fun about, about going against popular culture and being right in your mind about a particular subject, movie, show, song, whatever. And it's also like being on a, a bigger, uh, a wide or a wider spread inside joke. Like you're yeah. kind of, if, if you, you, if you know, you know that that's a uh, <laughs> thing going on in, uh, in social media right now. If you know, you know, um, and, and it's, it is kind of being, being a part of in or being in the know to this, this kind of subculture, which is again, it feels like you're part of a club. It feels like you're part of a club and it feels like you're smarter than everyone else or something like that. It feels like you're you're with some people who are discovering things or making a right. realization that, that maybe hasn't been, been made before. And I think that's how people watch it today. Like I think because all these things like you're talking about Reddit and, and soundboards and all this stuff, that wasn't a, that wasn't there back back in the day. But if I don't know, say you're out at a, at a party or whatever and someone says, Oh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of yeah, I don't know what was what was let's go with Dune again. But I'm a big fan of this. That's knowing saying that to someone, you know that it's not a popular thing to say. But if there's one other person in the room, you kind of have this brotherhood or kinship with them when they're saying, "Oh yeah, no, I like that movie too." I I, I don't know. It, it, that no, you know what sense? that has? What people always test me on because my name is Tim is the Monty Python series. The Monty Python and like the Holy Grail has this cult following where people, my name, somehow Tim is, I've actually never seen those movies. Um, but they, uh, they, they think that they, like, they, I get the line dropped on me uh, all the time. And maybe like one in 10 people would get it. Um, but it, I think a part of that culture as well is thinking that it's the best also like there's there's so like i think lost goes within there um yeah there's also a culture behind freaks and geeks where it's there's there's people who are like this is the best show that you know it's you have to watch it and then you kind of go for it and and it's a very like i find myself sometimes saying why did i have to watch it what's the you know, and, and I think what it is is there's a uh, an intimate feeling they get from watching it or uh, sharing it with somebody. I think again, I think the sharing aspect is important. Yeah, I think it's a taste thing too. I think it's a good way to find other people that have similar tastes as you because you could watch a Freaks and Geeks and just be like, oh, I don't get it. Like that's not that great. Or go back and watch something the other night. We were talking about Friday Night Lights of the uh, me and. Uh, so it was around the table, me, Aunt Diane, Uncle Tony, uh, Claire, Bill, and Crystal, right? We were talking about Friday Night Lights, and I think three of us liked it, and then three of us didn't, because 
it had a certain meaning for some of us. One was saying there was too much football. I was saying there wasn't enough football. And it just kind of defines people's taste. And you're like, okay, we can share that. And I think that that's, that's fun for people to do. No, it's funny. I have Friday Night Lights written down here because uh, I didn't see that in any of my research. But I have witnessed many conversations, which I can't be a part of because I've never seen it and I don't get it. But there's people who are passionate about Friday Night Lights and will tell you, like, oh, dude, that's the show. I'm one of her. I'm one of them. I <laughs> loved it. And lo- again, I-, I think I mentioned it before. Lost was another one where people, you say, oh, you what? But then I think by the end, much like uh, I could put Lost and Game of Thrones in the same, uh, in the same category in that there was a cultural movement behind them in that when they were happening, you could not help but hear about it, See, whether I, you were yeah, but I, involved I, I don't in think, the know or not. I don't think that Game of Thrones is a, is a cult following, though. So I think that that was part of more of pop culture than, than, a, than a cult following. I think that there's so, people late to the show, myself included, that didn't love it as much as those who were there since episode, season one, episode one. But I think it was still a popular movement. Like, this was on... You know, the countdown was on Good Morning America. They were doing Saturday Night Live skits about stuff. Like, Jon Snow, I think, hosted Saturday Night Live. Like, this is not a small thing. This was a this was a popular so, movement. A, so you would consider Friday Night Lights a cult following, but not Game of Thrones? No, I don't, th- I don't think I would consider that a cult following either. I would just say that, well, I, I don't know. But not initially. I wouldn't consider Friday Night Lights initially a cult following, but the more I have conversations about it, the more polarizing I find that it is, whether people like it or just don't get it all together or just don't want to even watch it because it has to do with football, I'm finding that there is a smaller subset who actually have enjoyed the show rather than don't even want anything to do with it. So you're, I think what I'm hearing is it's it's more the the fan base over time that makes it a cult following. So it's not necessarily the the cultural movement around the show, it's more the fan, the, the, who the fans are and, and how long they stick around. Yeah, so I, th- I, yeah I think what you're, the way that the definition that I laid up at the top was more defined, my, my understanding of it is more defined around like the small group of people who actually like something and are dedicated to something. Whereas I think your, yours is more of the dedication and then, Really, as you've always said, size doesn't matter, which I'll argue I'll argue with that on you all day. But <laughs> I was just trying to make you feel good throughout my whole life. I had to, didn't want you to feel inadequate around your younger brother. I was always a little bit bigger than you. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, right. We're getting off topic here. The, so, yeah, you... Talk about height. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but, but what, is your, what is your thought on this Game of Thrones thing? You're, you're saying that it was cult. No, well, so I, I, it started out as a book series that turned in people were aware of that we were talking before about being in the know um, and kind of knowing what's going on while it's happening or, you know, being passionate about it. And I think there was a lot of Game of Thrones fans that were like that when it first came out. They'd read some of the books and were aware of like the Red Wedding before it happened. And, you know, that's when it, it was really starting to catch some some uh some traction um you know in different demographics um you know it became a huge cultural movement as it as it went on but so let me ask you so on on the same level as as game of thrones in terms of having a book series and then you know having a big uh impact on widespread culture would you consider the uh, twilight series to have a cult following um, no, I think that that's a popular movement too. Even though I've never seen any of the Twilights or whatever, I, I still see that as mainstream. If you go, so you don't think the the Team Edward versus Team Jacob or whatever that's not like the the cult like that you're that we're talking about. I see it as the same thing as like the Harry Potter thing. I mean, it's yeah, it it derived from a book, and I'm sure that there's way more people who were turned on to the book after the movie came out, um, or vice versa, turned on to the movie after the books were out or whatever, but it's it's not, I still see it as a popular wave. Like that guy, you can show whatever his name is, Edward, who's your boy from that? The uh, Robert Patterson, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you can show him in, in a room full of 
20 people and I would say 15 would be like, oh, that's Twilight guy. Like, right. I, I think, I don't think it's like a niche, I don't necessarily think it's a niche thing. And I think just because it was derived, like the demographic, the main demographic was teens. I think most teens were in on this, like from, from the get-go. So the, the, so what, in our progressive definition here, defining of it, um, you're saying that it has to be niche. Like this, this cult following has to be like a niche. So like, what is that within Star Wars then? If it has such a huge series, like what's the niche within Star Wars dressing up? And Yeah, the niche is the Comic-Con nerds. Yes, the niche is the Comic-Con nerds. I think everyone generally could say, or everyone pretty much says that that Star Wars is a good movie. The series, you know, give or take a few at the beginning, at the end that, that they redid in the 2000s. I would think the original three, most people can get on board and say those, those were good movies. I think that the that the cult following of is a subset within the is within the Star Wars are the ones who dress up, go to the movie theaters, you know, have multiple lightsabers in their closet. So <laughs> Doug, a, I, I can't help but see. Is that a lightsaber by your bedstand over there, Doug? Is <laughs> what I'm, is that? I'm looking over to my closet right now. And I'm saying, oh shit, that's not um, so, all right. So, uh, what I'm hearing you say is it has to be niche, as in unique. It has to be a smaller following. Uh, the dedication has to be there. Yes. Um, and, it, but for me, a big part of it is the um, the advert, not the advertising, but the um, the swag or what? What do you call it when, uh, like the the figurines and the dressing? Yeah, up the merchant, the, the merchandise. So, the merch, all the, the merch I'm that saying, goes into. So I'm saying, Doug, that there, it also goes, there's the dedication, but then it also goes into the, I don't know, the the passion the passion of it, too. Like, there's... there's Right, like, I think what I'm saying in merchandise is, like, more, like, fan art and, like, fan representation, like, in their, in their lives. Like, so one of my more modern uh, uh, cult followings that I... I, I confident is one is the Rick and Morty crowd. There's this the cartoon called Rick and Morty mm-hmm. um, that you always see like a sticker of one of them on the back of someone's car or like, and or if you hear a fan talk about it, they're really passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and Archer was actually a similar cartoon where it seemed that like people, every, every time I talk to someone about Archer, they're like, oh, dude, you would love it. And then I'd watch it, and I just didn't really get it, frankly. Yeah, Archer, Archer's um, funny. I just don't know if I could sit there and watch four of them in a row. And I think at this at this point, you, ha- you have to, you know, binge all this stuff to, to get it. Um, or to, like, absorb it, I mean. Like, to really get but it. But I feel like, so Rick and Morty, it's almost like, so the premise of that show is, like, there's, you know, there's no real... Uh, universal truths and stuff like that, and it's it's like they use a lot of complex pieces um, for their plots, and um, you know it, it's if they say something's going to happen in eighty five seconds, it happens on the dot. Like there's a lot of like inside stuff um, that that happens where Rick and Morty fans will know all about it and like really get excited about it. Which, I would so I would say Rick and Morty is definitely a cult following. That's yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was confident in, in that one. That, that's like a modern day one, um, but but again, what it's the dedication. It's it it, it is kind of niche. It's it's smaller. Um, the, the, a, a small um, dedicated fan base, uh, I guess, is is what we're talking about. Here. Yeah. So okay. So I'm confused. But what happened? But my question to you, as I. I I put earlier so but but then there's cult movies such as the room or like rocky horror picture show you think the you think the room is a cult fault i see i don't think that the room is a cult cult film i don't think that that is oh i i in my head i had it as like of course it's a cult film because because of where i, I when it came out or, or I, I found out about it in college, and it was a very it was the same group of people who were watching Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Which Are we talking about the cult. same room, the room, the room with Tommy Wiseau that the disaster artist was made after? Oh, with. okay, no, we're talking about a different one. I was talking about the one where the woman's and her child are trapped in the room as like slaves almost, like 
Never mind. We're talking about two different movies. Yeah, the room is with uh, what what James Franco and Seth Rogen did, the Disaster Artist. Okay, actor. go on. Yeah, that that probably I I don't Tommy know that I've never seen that one, but I this is probably a better example of a cult following them. So, anyways, the the point. All right. So, and I the reason I mentioned it along with Rocky Horror Picture Show is because there was an in theater experience. So, like these weren't like critically acclaimed movies right off the bat. In fact, the room was quite the opposite. Everyone couldn't believe how bad it was. So instead of uh, it never being shown, people came out to laugh and to make fun of it. And then it, it turned into this thing where people would show up and quote, quote the movie like as it was playing and would throw things again, much like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's, there's an actual performance that goes along with the movie. Um, that I've that I've attended a couple of times. That it's you know it's a lot of like people in drag and stuff, but yeah. involving the, the theater audience. So that is those are cult movies to like the for for me to the T. But now those things have widespread popular culture. Like sure. you can you can probably find them in most probably all fifty states and a bunch of different cities. It's like. So I think so, that that's so, a good point by you, Doug. I th- and I think we we started to make it earlier was I think the the initial audience reception is negative of of a cult film is mm-hmm. this isn't good. We said Dune, Cable Guy, Rocky Horror Picture, whatever. This isn't good, and then a a smaller subset go back and watch it or make their own opinion and say, no, I do like this, and then that opinion gains popularity throughout time. Yeah, I mean, well, but so at what point is it not a cult following? I mean, so I think that that, you know, that that small subset that made that 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 uh, that discovery, so to say, or just to make that claim that it is good, I think that's your cult following right there. So something, so that club, that cult following can seep or leak into pop culture. Yes, but still exist within pop culture. Yes. Yep. I so do. That's, you know that that's not as as common, but no, that's definitely and why we're able to talk about it. Um, and in on within subsects of subcultures within cults, like the the again we were talking before about there's the 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 cult fans of something that they think is the absolute best. Yeah. Yep. Right. So right. an example I think I would have that is, is is anything Kubrick. There there are Stanley Kubrick fans out there. That like think a Clockwork Orange is the best shit they've ever seen, which it doesn't. I in my opinion doesn't really hold up at all. No. Um, and same so, with a you know a a was a space uh, just three, just a, a few Space Odyssey or something three thousand is that what you're talking about? Uh Jesus, I should know it. But I, me and Maddie watched. It. Anyways, the the Kubrick movies they have have a strong following. I mean. And it's not necessarily because it's he's just like a great director. It's because like there's like some weird stuff going on that people think that they see that others don't. I don't think Quentin Tarantino has any cult following at all. Um, no, I but, think he market know, he markets like his movies are cult, like they're they're like a cult film. But he's at at this point after Pulp Fiction. I mean, he's just so mainstream that. He's gonna he's gonna sell out the box offices with every release that he has. Like he's he still has that marketing that he's cult, but he's 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 mainstream now. I don't know if he ever. I mean, I guess Reservoir Dogs was a small film that they you know they that eventually got traction and got bigger and bigger and bigger. But I don't I don't know if it, <clears throat> like the Kubrick fans like again going back to what I was saying before, they'll say like, oh, this is the best, like Clockwork Orange, which I just don't really get personally. Like, this is the best, you know, you gotta watch this. And I don't necessarily understand that. Well, that, know, I mean, I, but I, I, well, there you go. Well, that's part of a cult. Would you, that's part of like being a cult follower is that you are the minority that, that the rest of the world doesn't see how good this is, but yet you enjoy it or you claim to enjoy it. Because it adds to your unique personality, or or what have you. I definitely think that there's there's fakers out there that just want to say that they like something just because they are going against the popular view. Uh, but I feel like that that's also as we referred to in our prior podcast, jerks riffing. Uh, it what that that's what I thought nerd culture was a lot too. It's like kind of because you're going outside of the 
the cis heteronormative like you know uh idea of how a guy should be living you know it's it it so we we were touching on some similar things as we did in the prior podcast in terms of like why someone will be will link on to something yeah yeah because it relates to them so do you think do you think the big bang theory is a cult is a cult following the the no i don't yeah neither do i there's no culture to it there's no like there's no like i don't that's just a shit show that like that i don't where we just don't understand i i I mean i think it's just it's just the the sheer numbers of it the sheer numbers that it does it can't be and i i don't think that it's not sci-fi enough where there's like a star wars following like people aren't dressing up for the premieres or dressing up like sheldon or very very few people it's not it's it's not known that, that they are but so that that's why i don't consider it a cult let me let me go through this exercise i wanted to do before um and i think we've already talked about a few of these shows but i'm going to ask you is it is this a cult show does this show have a cult following or not in your opinion um i'm going to be going i'm going to start us off by going kind of back um with rocco's modern life do you think that rocco's modern life was a show that had a cult following no okay do you think that Always Sunny, we touched on this before, I don't know if you gave an exact answer or not, do you think that Always Sunny has a cult following? Hmm. I, I, I hesitate because I would be within it if there was. Um, okay. No. No, it's not. Okay. I think it's not widespread. It's the longest running live action sitcom of all time. Okay, fair enough. How about the the show The Wire? I'm trying to get you to watch it. You haven't watched it, but would you say is The I've Wire? I watched half of it. I watched half of it, um, and I would say that there. Yes, if we're considering a cult following to be a, a group of passionate fans who think it's like one of the best shows ever, like yeah, yeah, okay. I would say. Okay, consider me part of that cult then. That cult following. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. American Horror Story. No. Freaks and Geeks, we already touched on this. Yes, yes. Um, what about the show Community with Chevy Chase and Joel uh, McHale? Um, I saw that in some of my research when I just was like looking up different definitions and stuff. I, I get why that's brought up because there really is, there's a lot of talk of it on the internet. So like I mentioned earlier in the podcast that Sunny has a strong internet uh, presence. There's a lot of memes. There's a lot of gifts. There's a lot of discussion boards, and I think the same could be is is uh, with community. And 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 the reason I would say yes, they do is because there is that strong internet community behind the show community. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and that actually, I think, got it brought back on air. If I, I I'm actually not into into the show at all, um, although it has a bunch of people that I like, but. I, I think it got taken off, and then I think the fans got it brought back, as I understand, if, I'm, if I'm remembering right. We'll have to get our research team on that, but I think you're right, too. Um, what about the X-Files? Uh, yeah, there are some people who, much like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's like a comfort nostalgia watch for them that's still... Uh, evokes something for them that I, I, I don't think they even know, but that a lot of people will still today refer to Mulder and Scully as one of the best dynamic duos of all time. I always liked it. I always hated the alien ones, but I always liked the <laughs> the weirdness. I'm, I'm just a big, a big David Duchovny fan. I think he, was, he, he did not live out his full potential with his career. Just very '90s, you know. It was it, it, again. It evokes some nostalgia that it was always it was always on TV, and it had its own it had its own vibe to it, its own feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what people really go for. The last one I have here is Archer, and it sounds like you think that is a cult following. I'd I'd agree. And then there's one that I think is as well, but just want to get your take on this Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, um, much and, like so. I think I think a lot of the stuff on Adult Swim. Yes. I, I mentioned Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. I think that stuff um, as well as it's 
it's off-brand humor that is often um it, it's made to make you feel uncomfortable yeah i i watched it and i just don't get it it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable it's like if it was someone just saying random words that's what i just don't get about it and like i don't think that any one of the things have they all have different voices but i don't think that they necessarily have different personalities and i've got to say I, I i've given it a little bit of a try and i just i just don't get it um i think it's the same people it's it's again i mentioned the the adult swim late night uh like robot chicken tim and eric awesome show um uh, aqua teen hunger force there's a there's a uh, i i don't really i i love tim and eric because i was taught how um but i really did my college roommates had to teach me because at first i was like this is off-putting and i don't get it and it's just weird but the more i the more I spent time with it, the more satirical I understood. So, so it to be. T- walk us through. What do you mean, teach you how to like it? Like they're just like this is where you should laugh. Like, wh- how can you teach someone to like a show? So it's the brand of humor. So it's it's understanding the underlying tones and messages, but also um, a sh- growing on you. I think. So, so when you say they teach you, they just played it all the time and they're... They played it, but also I think took things from it that um, we made funny. Um, and I think that was, again, part of the cult following is the, the way that we would use Tim and Eric between us. Like me and my buddy still to this day will can quote something from Tim and Eric and it's just kind of like a swipe of the nose. Like we kind of, you gotcha. know, it's, the, it's yeah. an inside joke, you know, that's that probably shared between... It's multiple the, friendship it's groups. the quote it's the quotables it's the it's the reference it's funny after the fact i get you dog you know what's something that's not a cult following is polar <sighs> seltzer i think we can all agree that the refreshing taste of polar seltzer <laughs> really is good especially on a hot day like like today and a hot weekend like we just had at laura polar seltzer well, i don't know i don't know if it's got a, a cult following but i'll be the cult leader of that cult <laughs> I drink the Kool-Aid. I drink the Polar Seltzer. Uh, there you go. Uh, other things I just, I was when I was noticing for cult followings, I noticed that there was a few shows that were spinoffs of real shows that were the real show or the, or the original show was not necessarily have a cult following. It was just well-known and popular. But the spinoffs kind of attract a certain, a certain audience. Um, and I wouldn't even say this first one's a spinoff. It's just kind of like another project that Matt Goring, Goring worked on was Futurama. That definitely had a cult following, whereas, you know, it followed The Simpsons and it was his second chance to show something. And to me, I never really understood Futurama, but I, I see, I'll go down the aisle at a grocery store and I'll see a big, you know, what's his name? The, the robot from Futurama. Bender. Yeah, Bender tattoo on someone's, the back of someone's neck. I'll see people out wearing Futurama stuff, and it's usually like a similar type, if you if you know what I mean. Uh, no, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Almost like a dead mouse type, you know, sure. like the guy dead mouse, like the yeah, actual guy. Yeah, he's, he's just he's like kind of, you know, probably spends a decent bit of time inside. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, like, usually pasty white tattoos, and yeah, whatever. So other uh, other spinoff uh, things I have here was Better Call Saul. I feel like that there's a cult following with that. Um, yeah, well, there's some, well, that's again, there's people that'll tell you Breaking Bad's the best shit ever, which we're, we're two of them. And I don't know if that, that's not a cult thing. That's just kind of like... No, but I'm saying Better Call Saul is. Like the spinoff is is something that people like. And the other thing I, I feel like, and, and I actually want to get your opinion as far as if this is a if this is a, a cult following or not, is Fraggle Rock. So it's, it's kind of a Jim Henson spinoff from the mainstream Muppets. These were kind of like yeah. the underground whatever but mm-hmm. it's still very Henson-y but do you consider Fraggle Rock, Rock A a spinoff and B a cult or has a cult uh, following I, I, I know what you mean no uh, to either of them um, I, I know what you mean it's just a it's like a Where's Waldo because it its face was on a lot of things I think it's just a nostalgia thing like it had a lot to do with the merchandising and then yeah there's people like it like people like Flintstones they like the you know the classic memorabilia um, and I think that's where that gets mixed in. Flintstones was way more mainstream than Fraggle. If you wait, 
We're, but there's a cult, there's like a group of people who love the, like love the Flintstones or you know I think it has a lot to do again with the memorabilia and the and the merchandising and people just grew to you know you love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah like, is that yeah absolutely but that no but I'm talking about spinoffs here like these these were like mainstream mainstream shows so I this was like Jim Henson's second. I, this is before my time. All I know okay. is the Fraggle Rock merchandise, and and that the people who have it don't talk about the show necessarily. They just, I think, they just like having the, right. the merchandise. Fair enough. Last thing so I want. What, the one, one one thing I was going to link okay. with you before is the you're saying Matt Groening and Futurama. I think King of the Hill also yeah. has that. Yes. Yep. Um, That's a great one. That's a spinoff show as well. Yes. Yep. Is it a spinoff? Um, well, it's a spinoff of like Beavis and Butthead, isn't it? Like the, the... I mean, it's the same, it's the same guy. Um, I, his name's eluding me right now, but, uh, who does Beavis and Butthead? Um, but, uh, but King of the Hill has like a hardcore fan base who like, like my buddy Owen was always talking about him being a, uh, a, uh, oh, what does Hank do? Not Petrol, but, uh. <laughs> Uh, I never watched it that much, but I, he's I, a propane man. He's a pro, we're a propane family. Like that's a, like there's all these like little inside jokes that Owen would say that I would never really get. But people will tell you that King of the Hill is just as classic as The Simpsons, whereas you and me are like, well, I, I I don't agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely a cult following. Do you yourself consider yourself a cult a cult follower of any show or movie? Hmm. Cult show or movie? <sighs> Mike we... Jug, by the way, is the Beavis and Butthead yeah. and King of the Hill guy. Yes. Um, I don't think I am. I mean, the closest I think I would be. Again, I, I I'm in the know with the Tim and Eric stuff. Um, and I really love Lord of the Rings. Um. There's a there's definitely a, a a culture to Lord of the Rings, but I don't think it's necessarily. A, a, I mean, the the one I don't of the, know. I don't the, know. the third one won an Oscar, so I can't I can't say that that has a cult following. And I think everyone of my generation right. read The Hobbit growing up. Like right, and I, I agree. I I I don't. Then I'll have to say no. I don't think I am a part of any cult followings. Um, in, in music, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, music's a whole other story. There's, I think music is almost strictly aside from you know the big teeny boppers and Taylor Swifts and in, like, I think that there's, I think almost all music now is 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 cult or close to it. So how, how about this? How about what we mentioned on prior podcasts before? We both, you and I both, and I think Ross, our our new our brother-in-law, and and Laura agree that A twenty four productions. I think that has a, a, a really unique, that doesn't have a cult following, but I'm like of the mind that basically anything they do, I get excited about and I'll sure. talk to people about it. So I like, it's kind of a newer thing. Like, yeah, no, I think um, it's, I think it's more of a polarizing thing rather than a cult following because it's a production mm, company rather than just one mm. movie. I think you could, you got to go movie by movie. Sure. There's right. there may so, be some cult classics in there, but yeah, I I know what you're talking about. They're different, and people either love them or not. Like I think you no, and I, I think like... you're right. They're polarizing. That's that's the word. It's it's not necessarily there's a cult following behind it, but they are. I, but I just love the. I like offbeat stuff. Me too. I think, and I like I like to be surprised. I think um, I like that more in my movies than I do my shows. But yeah, I'm, yes. I'm with you. I'm with you with that. I agree. Um, all right. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was. The Office. So I think we can agree that the that the NBC Office was definitely a popular thing. It was never really a cult thing. But do you think that there are cult followers out there that think that the British version was better, or since it was the original, that that is that they are almost upset that there is a, an American Office and and its success? I know there is. Um, I went to, again, some of my, my friends I went to college with, Justin Forrester will tell you, he, he'll take the British office any day. And I think it's, that, that comes down to brand of humor, but I, but I wouldn't go as far to say that there's a cult following to it. Um, because it's still like most, I think anybody who watches the American office can, can access it firstly on, on like Netflix or whatever, 
and still will enjoy it. So it's not, I don't think it's so, uh, such a niche thing. Um, especially because a whole country of people experienced it and enjoyed it before us. Yeah. Um, but, but I, there are some people that are almost, you're right, defensive almost of the British office in that. And, and, and I think, yeah, so I guess what I'm asking the, is, are those people a cult following of the original office? No, I think it just stems, and I'm not talking about you, Justin, but I think this stems from uh, the whole sentiment of being outside the the popular wave um, and liking something first, but liking the original something. So there's a lot of people, a lot, of, especially like South Park fans and. Um, fans uh, of something that goes on for too long that will say no only in me i'm like this with the simpsons only season one through eight okay like, so i would I, that's funny i had that written down i say the simpsons is almost a reverse cult thing now because i think at the at the beginning it was kind of edgy then once you got to like i don't know through season nine ten i think it was mainstream i think and everyone at least our age can it was I think it was, I think as I remember, it was pretty mainstream right off the okay, first yeah. few seasons. So I would say almost now it got so mainstream that I think I, that now like with these episodes, they're in their like what, 32nd season or whatever, like, or 36 or something like that. The people who are still watching, I think are that small subset, that Star Trek to, to Comic-Con group that like, that are still watching this and still making this happen. Like I... If, if you go to, if you, again, I'll just use the, the scenario. You go into a room full of 50 people. How many people watched last Sunday's episode of The Simpsons? Right, but I don't think there's the passionate fan base that, like, some of the Star Wars and... Oh, I do. Um, I, I think that they're out there. I think that people who are still watching The Simpsons, since they're still on TV, they have to be doing some sort of numbers. I think that there still is that... that well, I know they're extremely famous abroad, especially... Oh, with the new with the new episodes. Everywhere I, whenever I travel, there's just the Simpsons faces everywhere. Sure. Like, and and I, you mentioned it on a prior podcast as well. Are is Homer Simpson the new Mickey Mouse? Um, I'm saying uh, I'm saying there's a cult following for the Simpsons right now. The people who are still watching are the. It's like a reverse. It's like a reverse cult following. No, I see. I'm disagreeing with you because I'm saying that. The people still watching The Simpsons aren't necessarily the, watching like the new episodes because they love The Simpsons. I think they're probably the people who are still watching The Simpsons are the same people watching The Big Bang Theory. Okay, okay, so it's just mainstream and all right, just it's on we'll, TV. It's num- flicking channels. That's fair. That's fair. It's it's numbers that we'll just never understand where those numbers are coming from. Okay. I mean, we're people who don't. You and I both don't have cable anymore, and I bet you there's a a large percentage of the country who still does or still flicking channels, you know, dad did until recently, mm-hmm. mom and dad did. Um, and it's, uh, and I think there's something to that. I think there's there, if it's on TV, a lot of people just leave it. I think there's something, you know, and it's my, it's, it's, it's nothing too challenging. Gotcha. So that's, that's why I think it, it has longevity. Cool. Um, but so I'm not, that's why I'm going to say, I don't think it, it, it does have the, the uh, the cult following that say again like Archer or or Rick and Morty because it doesn't have that like passionate fan base it's, it's, it's fan base is too widespread I okay think. gotcha all right dog uh, wrapping up here any uh, any last things or any honorable mentions that you have yeah I have a few honorable mentions I mean we could continue to debate some of these but I know we're we're coming up on the hour mark here um, but I, I'm pretty sure that I get your your approval on this one uh, or on, on these few. Uh, the Big Lebowski, I think, is a is a is a movie that has a cult following. Yes. Yep. And I'm, I, also, I also think that goes along with just the idea that people like what they don't know what it is. Sometimes it's something popular that they're not sure what it is because that mm-hmm. can confuse people. Um, another one, honorable mention: Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yep. There's like I give that one. And I think I think it's both of these. They just they gain popularity later, or people just didn't get them. So I think that the, that definitely falls in like what what our kind of construct of a definition of cult followings or cult films are. 
Yep. So and I, I also agree. think they're ones that the next generations are picking up to, or there's like a few people from the next generation that will pick it up. I remember just having a few friends in college that again, um, you know, were really like fear and loathing. Or like, oh, that's the coolest movie, man. Like, All right. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see, another one would be Donnie Darko. I think also has a a weird cult following. Okay, I, that one I'm I'll I'll give it to you. I've, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it, yeah, it's Jake. That's the Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just people. It's people weird. Love him as the character, but it's also the debate as to what actually happens in the movie. Sure. Um, and and then I guess the last thing I was going to mention was was probably anime, <laughs> the uh, Japanese. Uh, 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 cartoons that there's a, for some reason uh, <laughs> a, a, a portion of Americans that are just absolutely all about it. Um, many of them wearing neck beards and fedoras. It, um, but, uh, it also but, seems uh, like the young. It also seems like the younger generation is kind of really into that. Into that as well. Yeah, and it's it's a. I understand it's a window into another culture, but uh, as a subculture in America, I personally. I, I don't sure. necessarily understand the passion that goes into some of the cosplays and some of the uh, just the time spent watching something in a in a foreign language that you may not understand. Yeah. So I, I'm uh, I'm here. I'm with you. I don't I don't get it. So I recognize that as a that as a um, cult following as well. The only one I have on my list is that we didn't mention was Arrested Development. I feel like that started out as a cult cult following. Um, and that, that's one that I'm a part of as well. I, I feel definitely that. And then, uh, at the same time this was like before Netflix was streaming the trailer park boys as well, had, yes. had, a, yep. had, a, had a cult following. Okay. So um, you might be going back. You might be part of that cult following for trailer. Park I was, boys. I was, and then I wasn't Okay, like I, the, it's oversaturated, but I, I honestly, I could keep going here, but. Those are probably my honorable mentions and, and a decent place to stop off. As always, we encourage you guys, the listeners, to reach out on our on our Instagram or email us at our email. Follow us on Spotify. Do all the things, but reach out and let us know what you think about our uh, our, our list here. Yeah, and and add to For it. Our definition. I, I'm sure you guys. I'm sure there's some we forgot. So if you want to add to us and help us with our definition and keep the con conversation going after the podcast we always love it all right homie i gotta i gotta pull her seltzer to finish i'll i'll catch you on the flip side all right you enjoy that peace got my shirt and tie set me up to zone